Tony Winsby here. Welcome, you oh-so-delicious legions of the Eats Empire, to another delectable episode. On this episode, I'll be chatting with Chef Tony Nguyen, Executive Chef at Saigon House, a beautiful midtown bistro serving Vietnamese cuisine favorites like pho with oxtail broth, Viet Cajun crawfish, and many other seafood delicacies. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, you may be wondering why all the Chinese New Year's photos and clips. Or maybe it's Chinese New Year's on the day you're watching this episode, so it seems perfectly normal. Well, I was invited by the owners of Saigon House shortly after their opening to celebrate Chinese New Year's at their then-new restaurant. I ended up with a bunch of great photos and videos from that night, and I finally get to use them. So I'm here today with Chef Tony Nguyen. Uh, I'm going to ask him a few questions about Saigon House, where he's now executive chef. So Tony, my first question is, how old were you when you first started cooking? When I first started cooking, I would definitely... Uh, really, really young. First started off just cooking very simple things like just sunny side eggs for my family and my sisters. My parents were always working. So that's the first thing, just spam and eggs. And then throughout high school and college, it just uh, developed a little bit more. The first thing I made was eggs also. As soon as I was able to reach up high enough over the stove to get in the frying pan, you know, I was allowed to cook. Yeah, and then once once I was a little bit older, around like uh, my around like ten or nine, we had more responsibility, like such as cooking rice, and then like just getting very simple dishes, like frying salmon fish for, and we'll eat it with steamed veggies and fish sauce. So it was very 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 simple things, but I definitely it, the the arts definitely started in my family's kitchen. To me, rice is one of those things that can seem simple, but it's it's kind of a lifetime of work to try to get it just right no matter right, how many times so many you factors. <laughs> right right exactly yes. you know you mentioned your parents worked a lot um i was curious is there anybody in your family that worked in a restaurant while you were growing up um actually no my uh my family they did various jobs the business that they ended up pursuing was landscaping so we were outside a lot but no oh, okay. I'm, I'm the first first person in my immediate family to be in restaurants oh okay fantastic i was looking at uh the website for uh saigon house and you know i gotta say you know i don't know if you had anything to do with the design but it's fantastic it's really uh minimalist but it has all the information that you need and i know that a lot of restaurants they just way overdo it did you have anything to do with uh, the website design when i first uh, came on the team in 2017 we we did a completely facelift for saigon house we had a lot of, to work with because saigon house has uh, was already operating for about two years um so we just came in and just wanted to elevate the brand and just add a little bit a little bit of my style on Vietnamese food. Speaking of your style, it seems that you've really upped the game with seafood there. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I did a feature at uh, for a different show on Saigon House after they first opened, and I haven't been back since you've taken over, but it looks like, I, you know, just a very different menu. It's, it's a beautiful menu, but it looks like a little more contemporary to me. So tell me yeah. about your seafood uh, influence, because I really love the pictures of the seafood on your website. 
Oh, oh, thank you so much. Well, uh, seafood is very, very important to us, especially being uh, so close to the Gulf. Um, I just wanted to shed light on how Vietnamese people uh, enjoy uh, seafood because this is um, the influence. A lot of the influence came just from my Vietnam trip. I just came back about a month ago. And it was just so beautiful to see like all this fresh and live seafood. And I was like, I, I want to bring this to Houston, but with my little twist on it. You know, I've been in Houston a long time, and I remember when there was only like one or two Vietnamese restaurants, and now they're everywhere. <laughs> and uh, But I remember we'd drive all the way downtown just to get, uh, you know, spicy blue crab. And now it seems like, you know, you, I, at least for me, the places that I go to, I don't see that dish as much. And I'm glad that you have it on your menu. Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, it's definitely something that my family enjoy at home a lot. So a lot of these dishes are definitely influenced by my family and just growing up around it. I would say my style is kind of like home cooking, but in a uh, in a professional setting. In a sense of all my past experience, it really helped me guide to create this menu. And I'm just very happy that people in Houston and people that are traveling into Houston are enjoying our food and what we're doing here. There, there's to me, there's nothing wrong with you know kind of the old school Houston Vietnamese restaurants, but some of them <laughs> it's almost you know the same menu at every restaurant, which it. It's not necessarily a bad thing because you go to a burger joint and a lot of different burger joints have a lot of different you know, or a lot of similarities. Uh, but you have really, you know, standout dishes. I noticed that your your seafood boils in particular. I like the different names that you have for the the signature flavors and the spice levels. And uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of those signature flavors and spice levels that you have. And so if you don't mind, I was going to start with the signature flavors. My, oh, yeah, absolutely. The, the name that really jumps out at me that I really like, uh, just for the name alone, is the H-Town Bang. Yes, that's definitely a crowd favorite. So I was born and raised in Houston. I have, I have very, very, very strong pride in Houston. I love the city and everything that's about it. It's a tribute to Houston. H-Town uh, Bang, as in the sound of like bang, like when they're banging music. Um, I, I would say the sauce is just so flavorful and bold, so it's just like really banging, and then that's the, how we came up with the name. It has a fresh cilantro, orange juice, and just a lot of garlic. Very, very familiar flavors. Tell me yes. about the Third Coast Sand. So our Third Coast Sand is our take on Cajun seasoning. Just a lot of different um, different spices in it, and it just kind of reminded me of sand and I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Yeah. So it's our Cajun seasoning. So uh, I wanted to bring up the uh, the other flavor profile you use uh, is the Thai Surprise. And it says chilies, basil, and lemongrass. And I, I wanted to start with the lemongrass, which is an ingredient that I've never really, I, I've never cooked with it. I'll, I'll say that straight up. But I always enjoy when somebody who knows how to use lemongrass is able to bring that item into their to their dish so can you first you know tell tell our listeners about lemongrass and and tell us how that brings out a good flavor uh profile in, in your thai surprise so lemongrass they just kind of i would it, it looks like a wheat but it has 
has a very citrus uh, flavor profile. So what you tend to do is when you grab it fresh, you have to uh, break it up and it kind of releases the flagrant of the uh, lemongrass. So it's used in a lot of Southeast Asian cooking like Thailand, Vietnam. Um, I generally use a lot for broth or sauces. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it's just an ingredient that we're so familiar with and we use it in a couple of our marinades and also uh, our Thai surprise. Um, I wanted to do something uh, very similar to like a Tum Yum profile. So this was perfect. And I was like, let's just name a Thai surprise because there's the, the surprise of the dish is actually our uh, dehydrated garlic that's in it, like uh, thin slices of garlic pieces that when you just add it to it, it gives it another texture and it also it's an extreme garlic flavor. So that's that's my surprise for that dish. Well, tell me, tell me about, you You uh, mentioned Tom Yum. Can you, can you go in a little more in depth about Tom Yum? Uh, Tom Yum is a um, Thai dish, very, very popular beginning dish. It's usually a soup with like tomatoes or mushroom, but it's a very, um, it's a spicy citrus soup. My crawfish uh, resembles that flavor profile. So there's, now I was going to move on to the the spice levels that you have. And, you know, I got to say, there's, you have four different spice levels. Three are, are mythical creatures and i like that and then and then there's sissy which i, I gotta tell you i'm not really crazy about that one because uh it's just not not because of the name because i don't know i don't really think it fits in with the other uh four because you have angry dragon fiery phoenix unicorn and sissy so no so it's uh it's actually sissy unicorn oh it's, it's sissy uh... unicorn Okay. Yeah, so okay. We, we actually have four different uh, flavor profile. I okay. mean, uh, spice level. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so we have sissy unicorn, which is not a- additional spices at all. It's just the natural flavor from the boil or natural spices from the boil. And then we have uh, fiery phoenix, which we use cayenne to uh, increase the spice. And that, that would be typically your medium. And then Angry Dragon is a lot more cayenne. Okay. Gotcha. And then the last one, we have um, uh, the Grim Reaper, which we use uh, Carolina Reaper peppers. Wow. And that one's, yeah, that one is definitely really, really spicy. So, uh, But some people, they really enjoy it. I don't know how they eat it, but their mouth is like <laughs> on fire. Well, that makes more sense to me now because I guess it's just how I read it on your menu online because it, it, you know, it just shows uh, it shows sissy on one line and then on the very next line it says unicorn. Oh, so it looked like two different ones. No, it's all right. I understand. And and I noticed also it doesn't have the uh, the reaper. Uh, can you tell what's that called again? Reaper. I, I've heard of reaper chilies, but but what what's the name of that spice level again? It's a it's a. Uh, menu item it's uh call our grim reaper grim reaper. We, we call it the grim reaper kind of like how everything's mythical and gotcha. like we have the angry dragon but the grim reaper is spicier because it's like deadly and yeah, we sure. um so th- this came in design because a couple of our guests want it spicier they're like your angry dragon's good but i i like it a little bit spicier and i'll like, say okay so i we try to accommodate our guests as much as possible. So we um, order Carolina Reaper. Carolina Reaper is a pepper 
that um, it's the spiciest pepper right now uh, in existence. Last time I checked, but it could they, they change every year, so I'm not very familiar with the new one this year. But right. it's very very popular and it's extremely spicy and painful. Um, I I don't know <laughs> I don't know why people enjoy it so much. Uh, well, we actually been experimenting with some. Um, so we we take the Carolina Reaper and we create a chili oil. You know how like uh, Asian cuisines usually have like chili oil. Mm-hmm. So we have a Carolina Reaper chili oil now that we uh, offer our guests if they oh. enjoy the spice. So I got one more question for you. This is is not really uh, about Saigon House. It's I'm I'm more interested in. You know, say, all right, your shift is over. Uh, and, and I know, like, you know, from working in restaurants, there's uh, most places or, or a lot of places, I, I won't say most, they provide shift meals or some type of food for the staff. But say mm-hmm. you don't want that and you want to go out, go relax somewhere with, you know, friends and have some comfort food. Late at night, where are you going to go? Um, when I was on the food truck and stuff, working, uh, doing food truck first, my comfort food was Vietnamese food. <laughs> right. But now, but now we're a little bit uh, more adventurous. Um, I, I, I definitely, if, if since I'm in Midtown and I really want to grab a bite, I would go to Conservatory, go to Moku Bar over there. They, uh, they do pokey down there at Conservatory, oh. which is a really cool uh, food court area. Right. Are they uh, open late? Yes, they are open late. Oh, that's good yeah. to know. I think is, yeah. is, is Samurai Noodle there also? Do they have a location? So uh, Moku took took over Samurai's uh, food stall. Oh, okay, and that's yeah. In- I I definitely uh, enjoy like a pokey afterwards, and they also have um, udon noodles now. Oh, all over right. there for the winter time. Well, thanks again, Tony. Okay, thank you again. You have a wonderful day. You too. Bye bye. If you're listening to the audio-only version of this episode, go to eatsempire.com forward slash podcasts to see the video version of some masterful drumming at Saigon House during their Chinese New Year's celebration.